hello, hello, and we are back with another episode of West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. I am joined by my co-host, Matt Pearson. Good morning, Dave. Matt, I'm sorry there's no over-the-top intro for you this morning. Been waiting all week. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to keep waiting. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was a one-time deal, folks. Yeah. Until another great idea hits me. It's been a minute since we've been in the podcast booth. Yeah, we we took Friday off because you you took a Thursday off. I did. And we just said, you know, let's let's just rerun a goodie but an oldie. Yeah. And we weren't even in here last Monday because we recorded it. Sunday before the family gathering. Yeah. I thought we weren't going to get to today's because I, I got sick family and wasn't sure I was going to be able to get into the office. So we're here, here you though. are. And so we My are. My just went from a seven to about a 12 day. I was about to say, from a seven to a two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Uh, hey, there are several things we need to make sure folks know that's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin. The uh, let's, let's start with, hey, just don't forget kind of stuff. Renovations are coming. You've heard us say that. A mm-hmm. hundred million, billion, trillion. What comes after trillion? I don't know. I don't times. Know. Yeah. But we need to make sure that you know what's happening. So keep in mind, this Sunday, the Fellowship Hall is now closed. No groups are meeting in there. So actually, all of our groups starting today, today right now, are, they're, they're, they're working on stuff in the Fellowship Hall right now. Yes. So all groups are, are that meet in the Fellowship Hall are now meeting in other places on our campus. So um, your group leader knows where to go if they don't communicate that with you. Shame them and then come find me or find me first and then shame them. I guess that would be the better way about it. Uh, and we will we will get you where you need to go. Um, this coming Sunday, there will be signs up all over the building about where new groups are or where new locations are for groups. We will have signs up about, hey, don't go in the fellowship hall because we have uh, killer crocodiles in there. Um I almost said rabid crocodiles. Can crocodiles get rabies? I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. My dad would know. Um, well, we're not going to take time to call them. I'll, I'll let you find that my out. My phone's in my office. There you go. Yeah. And uh, so so that's all happening the uh, 31st, October 31st. Mm-hmm. That is our first Sunday worshiping in the student, not the student room, the worship. <laughs> the, good golly, it is like Monday all over here. In the, uh, you've got a sick Hall. family, you've given blood, and you just came in here on two wheels. Yes, yeah. so, so just trying to pull it all together. So the 31st is our first Sunday worshiping in the Fellowship Hall. Yes. And so, and then God willing, all the approvals come through and all the contractors are ready Monday the 8th, they start the renovations. Yep. And so just a lot happening, a lot of details there, are a lot of dates for you to know too. These are the details of something else though that we really need you all to step up into. We have Fall Fest coming up. Two days before the 31st, October the 29th, 29th, Friday night. Yep. From 5 to 7. Yep. I thought it was 530, 730. 530, 730, yeah. It's yeah. Family gathering was 5 to 7. 530, yeah. 730. Here is the thing. In typical West Franklin fashion, we are signing up late. Like, we are what? waiting. What? I need to know y'all are going to help us. If you're at home behind a computer or you're at a red light on your phone. I think you can still get a ticket for doing that. Pull so, over then. Yeah, don't do that. And and, and just register. Yes. To sell, sign up, help. We need help. We need a lot of help. Like and we need a lot of candy. candy. A lot we of help, both. a lot of candy. And if you could do both, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, um, westfranklinchurch.com, go to, to the calendar page, you'll find... Uh, the Fall Fest on there, all you got to do is click on that. There's a registration link for volunteers, and we need people yep. to, to let us know that they're coming. I had a question last night, Dave. Yeah? The question was, if we do a trunk 
is the candy being don't being given by the given to yes. the church the candy provided through the trunks and i said yes. yes is that accurate that is totally accurate we have done a really good job of keeping the staff out of the candy um but at yeah. this point i've got to be honest we may have like 10 pieces of candy for for every car we're hoping to have so we're we're a little behind on the candy go and get your candy I would I would love to be uh, overly generous to children. I heard Costco has like variety packs of full candy bars. Wow, that's impressive. So they have them every day. Did you know that? Not just Halloween. I didn't. Yeah. Somebody just shared that with me again last night. I used to buy those all the time in student ministry when uh, we went on retreats and whatnot. Okay. So they're there year round. Year they're round. Probably just more towards the front this time of year. <laughs> probably so. So it's good though. But yeah, and uh, so. So if, yesterday, Kate, Kendall Herndon gave the announcements, and she said, mm-hmm. "Go by Kroger." And Elisa Painter has looked at me. He's like, "Costco." Yeah, uh, we don't have any Sam's employees, do we? Not to my knowledge. I mean, we have a Kroger employee, Faith. A faith war. So that's true. We we got to be. Should have said that to Elisa, but she was singing in the choir, so I couldn't mouth it, and I didn't think about it. That's okay. That's okay. So, all right. Shout out to those three ladies: Kendall, Elisa, Faith. Shout out to all of our ladies. <laughs> Too many of you to name. It's good. So we're glad that y'all are listening. All right. So Matt, you preached on Sunday. Uniquely week, called week two of the vision series exactly, and so give us the the one thing you hoped that the listener would walk away with. The one thing I hope the listener walked away with was an encouraging challenge, not a burdensome challenge, to identify their unique calling and join God in what He's doing here at West Franklin. Okay, now let's get practical. Yep. What does that mean? Well, um, here's how I, here's how I broke it down. The sermon really had two parts to it, Dave. The first part was the beginning and the end. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the beginning was let's let's remember that these gifts are grace gifts. This isn't a you ought to do this or else. Mm-hmm. I did not want to follow a sermon on gospel first and always with get to work for God. Sure. Um, I do believe God wants us to work, but it is a joining with, not doing for kind of thing. Okay. And so looking at the text, Paul starts off with, in verse 7, grace is given to you with these gifts, grace gifts, gifts of grace. And let's let's remember that grace is to give us energy, to refresh us, to um, uh, ignite us, not to burden us and weigh us down. There, when, you, when you do use your unique calling, you will be tired. But it's a good tired. There's a difference between a frustrating tired and a good tired. And so I wanted to wanted to highlight that before we even got into how you identify your unique calling. So it's joining with yes. not doing for. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, that's a big distinction right there. Paul said in a couple chapters earlier, in verse 10 of chapter 2, he said, we are his workmanship created and created for these works that he prepared beforehand for us, which means he's already gone ahead of us. Yeah. We're simply getting in on what he's doing. And I think a lot of our, our mindset uh, affects how we view the work that God has for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we truly understand our salvation, then we understand eh, there ain't nothing we've done for right. it except participate and right. say, I need Jesus. Right. But when it's a, I have an active role in my salvation, then all of a sudden it's, well, now I have to do this mm-hmm. work versus I get to do this work mm-hmm. because I'm in this love relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's a huge distinction. And I think it's one of the things I've been, Wednesday nights we're talking with our teenagers about different religions and, and worldviews and all of that. And it's crazy how many of them are works-based. 
And I think that's one of the huge distinctions of Christianity, at least true Christianity, is it's not works-based. Mm-hmm. And we need to celebrate that mm-hmm. because some of y'all don't work very hard. Just, okay. just calling you out. Dave's in a bad mood, folks. I'm in a great mood. I got coffee. <laughs> I just ate some egg casserole that my wife made egg me. Egg casserole. I Man, love egg casserole. Life is good. I got some banana bread waiting. Oh, my gosh. You're leaving here in a few hours. I got the whole <laughs> building to myself today. It's going to be awesome. Great mood. All right. So, sorry. So, we got us distracted there. It's okay. It's all right. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we need to celebrate the fact we do not have a works-based faith. Right. And so... So, I... I I talked about the group called Duns, the uh-huh. Duns, D-O-N-E-S, um, that COVID. Not the family, the Duns, because we have no, one of those well, in our church. I spelled it, yes. D-O-N-E-S, not D-U-N-N-S, and they thanked me for spelling it yes. after the service. Um, COVID exacerbated this group. Yes. The, this is the 50, 60, 70-year-olds who've been in church all their life and said, I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm yeah. exhausted. And I think that's because, one reason anyway, because us pastors, us meaning me, have shamed people into signing up. Mm-hmm guilted people into yeah. volunteering and there are times like look this we got we you know, with every family you got to take the trash out i mean we just kind of did it with fall fest yeah we need y'all to sign up yeah if we're, we're going to pull this off so there's times it happens but over time if you show up sunday after sunday after sunday guilted shamed being a part of something that you absolutely hate it's going to wear on you and you're going to say i'm done yeah especially now that we're providing everything we do in the room online, online. yeah and so, anyway, yes, I, I want I want whatever you, your unique calling is to for you to identify that this is something that you are joining God and what He's already doing. Okay, so how do we go about identifying that unique calling? That's the second part yeah. of what you talked about. Uh, I, I posed three questions to the congregation, and the three questions were or are: How are you wired or gifted? This is question two: What is West Franklin lacking right now? Mm-hmm. And question three, how is this geared towards the mission of the church? Okay. So the first one, very, very simple. Asking yourself, processing, thinking, asking others, how has God uniquely gifted me? How am I wired? And even though there are spiritual gift tests out there that I encourage people to take, there are some good ones, there are some bad ones, start off by asking Jesus, what is my gift? Mm. I showed us in the text where the gift that, that everyone has a gift. And I said, okay, start by asking Jesus. It's not something he wants to keep from you. Right. And so what what gives you energy when you think about serving the local church? Um, where have you seen spiritual fruit before when it when it comes to serving in the church? I also talked about the middle verses there, Dave, where you and I really aren't ministers. We're equippers. Yes. They are there to do the ministry. Our job is to equip them to do the ministry, and we want to help you identify what that ministry is. Yes. And so first first question is, Nail down, and it may change over year to year, may change every decade or so. Nail down, what is the unique gift God has given you? How are you wired? So that that's where it starts. And also, I, I referred to Mike's sermon the very first week where mm-hmm. he said, God may call you to something, and your first thing may be, that's not my gift. Well, right. if he calls you to something, he's going to gift you for that. Right. And so if God's leading you somewhere and you're like, I don't, there's no way I could ever do that. Lean into how he's re-gifting you. Yeah, and I think that's the the dangerous thing. You say it, and I, I agree with you. What are you excited about? What do you get passionate about? But that's not always where God says, I need you. Right. And so just because well, it's not something... I know you didn't mean it this way. Or wants you. Yeah. 
But, uh, he you, wants to use you. Yeah, I get well, it. But I made a big deal about God not needing a okay, shepherd. Well, That's why I stress that. Okay, so but here's here's where I I guess I just sit there and go, what you should take out what I just said that was wrong. But you've got two conflicting statements that just happened there. Of what are you excited about? Oh, but God may not put you there, and you need to lean into that. So we need to be cautious with our with our approach. It's what is God burdening on your heart? And, and that's one of our questions uh, that we ask p- folks all the time. What's breaking your heart and what are you doing about it? And so. Which I think can go with that. Like God gives you a passion for it. Yeah. And it may not, it may not bring you energy at the moment thinking about it, but when you are in that, doing what God's led you to do and you obey it, mm-hmm. obey Him and follow Him in it, you will be excited about it. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, it, there is tension. There is tension. There's a lot of times where I'm just like, I don't know. I yeah. don't think I can. Right. Um, how many times in the Christian life, Dave, can you and I say we dreaded it, and then when we look back on it, we're so glad we experienced it, went through yeah. with it, for lack of better words. Sure, I get you. Yeah. I think I think within that also, so many times we think we have to enjoy every second <laughs> of what we do. <laughs> I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love being called into ministry. I like about 75 to 80% of it. I, That's pretty good. It, I'll take it. Yeah. But there, there is a large percentage of the ministry that God has called me to, not a large, but a good percentage, mm-hmm. that just does not excite me. Mm-hmm. But I've just got to do it because it's part of. Right. And so don't, don't go into this, I'm trying to figure out what God's called me to, where he wants me serving, either in the local church or in the community, whatever it may be. Don't be like it has to be a hundred percent of the time I'm wired and I'm on a high thrilled and yeah, it's an adrenaline rush all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, there's always the mundane monotonous that you just gotta mm-hmm. plow through to mm-hmm. get to the good. Yep. So good point. Second question. Yes. What is lacking at West Franklin now? And this is where I gave our members the opportunity to look for what what they don't like about the church. Yeah. And what I meant by that is there's there's some things you're going to see and say, why aren't we doing this? Why is this not happening? And the answer to that question is probably because God sent you here to do that. There's going to be some things you're passionate about that we're not. Yes. There's going to be some things that you're passionate about that we don't see. Right. And God's placed a burden on your heart, to use your word from earlier, and perhaps God's led you to the church at West Franklin to say, oh, I'm the one. Then he's just step up and on this. Yeah, and, and and you and I have talked about this before on the podcast. There are there are like three levels in my mind of of ministries out there. There are you might have this great idea, and it may be something that That's we. The next question. Oh, okay, so, well, yeah, then I, know where you're, I know where you're going. So we'll come back to that yeah, then. I know where you're going, but we'll we'll come uh, to that. Uh, so sorry to interrupt. No, it's good. I'm glad you stopped me. But I do I do. There's some there's some things that you church members will see. And you'll wonder why something's not happening, and right. it will bother you. Yes. Lean into that. Yes, totally. There's some things about about our culture, about our structure, about the way we do things with Brentwood that you're not going to like. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about ministries. Yes. And perhaps God has called you here to see that come to fruition. If what is burdening, burdening you, man, that's a hard word to say, yeah. does not move the ball forward in terms of gospel conversations or engaging people with the kingdom work. Mm-hmm. It's probably not something you're uniquely called. It's probably a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you have to differentiate between the two. And God may, I hope not, but God may be saying, I'm calling you to another church yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. Um, which leads me to the last question, but I want to stress the word now. Okay. Because a lot of times as church people, when we think uniquely called in spiritual gifts, we think what worked back in 1985. Man, I was like 11. And, and what worked in 1985 is going to look really different than in 2021. What worked in 1985 may not even work. At all. In 2021. If God called you to something specifically, and God gifted you in a unique way, and you're still gifted in that way, that's fine, but it's going to look totally different. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, if I was called, of course, I was eight, but if I was called to preach in 1985, that may be great, but I may have in my mind how it's going to look way different than right. it does today. I mean, a great. that's a good example. Another great one is student ministry. Mm. <laughs> student ministry has morphed more times than I can count mm-hmm. in the almost 30 years I've done student ministry. And I'm just kind of going, my goodness, this looks nothing like yeah. it did. I started when I was 19 in student mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. Looks nothing like it. And it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can be, if when it doesn't, when what used to be is not what is best now, maybe the philosophy behind it is, is right. We need to engage teenagers mm-hmm. with the gospel, mm-hmm. but the methodology has changed. That can make us go, oh, mm-hmm. and that's where the D-O-N-E's can come in. I don't have the energy right. to figure out a new way of engaging mm-hmm. this generation, this people group, this yeah. whatever. Yeah, That's where, though, we have to stop and go, well, is, is what I'm trying to do based on my strength? Exactly. Or is it based on the, the passion yeah. that God has, has given me for this, right. this group? We, we can't use the lens of yesterday. Yeah, of what was. Yeah. Um, I said yesterday, Dave, that we are coming out of... You just said we can't use the lens of yesterday. That was a joke. Keep moving. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> a thought I just had <laughs> related to a sermon I heard recently. <laughs> it was... We, I'm looking at, I looked yesterday at a totally different congregation than I looked at two years ago. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, yeah. mainly. And then we're fixing to go into renovations. And I have a real good feeling that come April or May of next year, I'm going to be looking at a completely different congregation. Yeah. And so the question is, what is lacking now? Mm-hmm. Not then, now. Do you want me to read you my list? No. Okay. Now, last last question is, and it, it, you've alluded to it the whole time, mm-hmm. and that is, how is this geared towards the mission of the church? Yeah. If you've answered question one, how are you wired and gifted? Question number two, what's lacking at West Franklin now? Then you may have some great ideas, but now you've got to filter it through, how does this help us engage the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime with anybody? And how we're going to accomplish that is through disciple-making disciple groups, gospel conversations, and helping make sure there's healthy congregations throughout Middle Tennessee and beyond. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I gave several examples, Dave. One was not very popular. Uh, I gave the example if you're if you're a group of, if you're a man and you have a passion to get with other men to talk about how to best throw golf balls on the football field and you come to me and want to do that at our oh church boy. on Tuesday nights I'm going to say you know why don't I'll, I'll donate a couple of golf balls but you need to do that at your house However, if you're passionate about helping men understand how the gospel applies to their marriage and how the gospel applies to parenting how the gospel applies to their business let's talk. Sure. I also said if you are if you love basket weaving 
and you want to meet with some six women on Tuesday nights here at the church and make baskets, I'm going to say, that's a fantastic idea. You ladies go do that at your house, and you make a basket. And after you make a basket, why don't you put cookies in it and bring it to my office? Don't, don't do that. We but have it, too many cookies. But if you come to me and say, I have a burden to start a Bible study with lost and unchurched people in my neighborhood, we're going to come help you. Yeah. In other words, there's tons of ideas out there. Right. But if God's called you to the church at West Franklin, your ideas, if uh, your unique calling is going to fit within this mission of the sure, church. Sure, sure. And, and I, I hesitate to say this because I, I do believe everyone has a place. We just sometimes struggle to figure out what that is quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you are here, if you're here for a while and you haven't found your place and you've actively been trying, you said it earlier, we may not be the place for you. There might be a church that is better, a better fit. We want to be. We we definitely want to be, but we can't just go manufacture right. a, a ministry or not, an opportunity just so you fit. Not long after I said, no, after I came here, I heard Mike Glenn say about the new member process and new member classes. He said, let's remind, remind everyone that goes through them that they're joining us, we're not joining you. Bingo. And that may sound arrogant and selfish, but it, it's true. If God has called you here, he's called you here because you believe in the mission. Right. And the mission we believe is going to look a certain way. Um, I'm not saying we're better than any other church. I'm not saying that. It's what God has uniquely called us to do. And if he calls you here, he's uniquely gifted you to help fulfill that mission. Is that is that fair, Dave? I, I, yeah. I, I've, I, this thought came to my mind. The, the, the outcome of the ministry across all of our ministries, is going to be a similar outcome. Mm -hmm. It's people being made into disciples. It's the gospel being shared. The methodology may look a little different. So if you come to us and you can show us this unconventional idea is going to lead to disciples multiplying disciples or gospel conversations or us getting into our community with opportunity to engage people. With the gospel. With the gospel. If Even if it's in, we'll use your basket weaving. Mm-hmm. If you come to us and say, this is how this could play out, we might look and go, well, that's unconventional, but we see the, the possibility of that. Now, if you come to us and go, man, I want a men's Bible study, but what we're really looking at is, uh, how does it line up with the Republican viewpoints? <laughs> We want to study the Constitution mm-hmm. and and overlay the Bible on it. Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to look at that and go, a Bible study is a very accepted methodology, but the outcome mm-hmm. is not. So we're looking for we can't we can't predict this is what the outcome will be, but we can look and go. The methodology the does intention. lend itself mm-hmm. to what the mission is of the mm-hmm. church, and, and I so you know I think that's where we have to stop and look and go. Why am I asking? For this ministry, why do I have a burden for this ministry? Mm-hmm. If it's not about engaging people with the gospel, if it's not about growing disciples, then it's not the mission uh, of Brentwood right. or the church at West Franklin. Right, and and then we as staff have to be the bad guys and go. We just don't see how that fits. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. going to bless you. Yeah, if you want to run this at your house, go for it. Sure, but you know. We're going to be very intentional, yes, very, very specific. But again, if if God has called you here, and you are a follower of Jesus, you have the Spirit of Jesus, and you have been given a spiritual gift, and that spiritual gift is to be used to build up the body. Yeah. 
And if God has called you here, he will unite your heart, your giftings, your wirings with what he has, why he has placed you here and to help us fulfill this mission. You know, I think this is a good uh, point to, to say, hey, let's end because next week you're preaching on intentional innovation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this just naturally lends in. Hey, once you've discovered your unique calling, how does that intentionally play out? What, what can happen with innovation? So let, let's end there. Okay. We'll pick it back up next yep. next uh, Tuesday, and it'll be good. So uh, let me hit this fancy little button on my console, Matt. It's the end of another episode of West Franklin Talks. Matt and I want to say thanks for joining us. We will be back on Friday, God willing, with another episode. In the meantime, you be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.